This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast, this is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone or on smart speaker. This is our Auto Expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. Along with me is uh, Auto and uh, Andy. and um, And Air Filter got sick. No, Air Filter's, he's, he's in the, the bathroom. In the commode. Um, you can tell he's not a real car guy because car guys can eat anything. Yeah, because you have to be able to get like a chili cheese dog 300 miles in and call it good. Yeah. Nope. Um, real car guys can eat anything. And and fake car guys, they're, they're, they're done after one plate of kimchi. Yeah. <laughs> That's because it's all bubbly. Uh, he's Yeah, he got, he got, him and his lady got food poisoning way to go air filter yeah he obviously didn't filter his food very well (laughs) yeah not at all your oxygen sensor didn't go off yeah so um yeah he texted and said we both got food poisoning i could could you not hear in the text that um i want to feel sorry for him no yeah and you know like he's he's probably feeling really hurt now that he hasn't got other big news today Tell me. We're on TV right now. Oh, oh, that's it. That's all right. We're on TV, guys. Guys, we're on. We're on channel Nick. Um, we uh, we're streaming on the Twitters, on the on the Facebooks, on the um, LinkedIns. We uh, oh look, and um, somebody just joined. I um, feel like a lot. Today's a big one, man. It's a big day. <laughs> it's it's an experiment, and and you're directing and. Um, Producing and, and producing, and you're directing TV and producing radio. You can move camera around with your think fingers at the same time. I can almost do it if we had the proper oh, USB cord. I could you, do it with I, my mind. I can, you can focus in on you. Look, mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, look yeah. how look how took a close close up shot of you. And then alternatively, oh look at Nick. We can get right <laughs> in there. Such a handsome young man. <laughs> I'm watching you, watching me, watching, watching you. you. It's clever, isn't it? These it is, cameras. This is really so uh, if you if you go to our auto expert Facebook page and <laughs> we're looking at the screen, not at the camera. <laughs> this is about the most professional you're ever going to see us. No, you wouldn't know that anchor news, would you? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> um, yeah, so we decided that we uh, everybody is totally into streaming these shows, and so we thought we'd stream the shows so you could see actually how ugly radio people are. Well, I mean, it's it, you guys want to hear the the face to the name, yeah, and we're, and we're pretty. Um, and if you hear this show repeated around the world, you can actually go watch the Facebook stream at the same time, which is exciting. So Our Auto Expert on uh, Twitter, on Facebook, and also on uh, LinkedIn. You can just go check us out. You can see the show. Um, we actually have a packed show for you today. Brian Amstead is going to be here. He is talking about his trip to Sardinia to drive the DBX 707 uh, which is the new generation of the SUV. This is the vehicle... Anytime a company has an SUV, like a performance company like Aston, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it changes the game for them. There's a great story that the head of Porsche Cars, when he came in about 10 years ago, said, we're done with SUVs. We are not making SUVs or four doors anymore. We're just 
making sports cars. This is what Porsche is known for. We will no longer be making SUVs. And the money counters, the bean counters, I like to call them, came to him and said, well, sir, if we do that, you will not have any money to make sports cars because all your money comes from your four-door Panameras and from your SUVs. We make no money. In fact, we lose money on sports cars. What? So uh, we, if you want to make just sports cars, you'll be bankrupt almost immediately. And he went, oh, then we will make SUVs. Yeah, right, well, <laughs> keep, carry on. <laughs> yes. Carry on, thank you. I go back to my office now. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, which I think is hilarious. Uh, so game changer for any sports car companies when they make SUVs. It just makes sense, right? Mm. Uh, Everybody dynamically loves SUVs, but um, for the money, not for making them. Because the truth is, sports cars is where the excitement is, but nobody's buying them. In fact, um, the Nissan Z right now is being tested by all of the journalists, the new Z, this is the 400, mm-hmm. and they're just calling it the Z. And it's an amazing car without a doubt, uh, despite the design. The design is still out. It grows on you. I'm not sure about it, but yeah. uh, design is definitely in the eye of the beholder. Some people love design. Some people hate it. That's why art is appreciated by the individual. But the design is still, many people still have personal feelings about it. But you cannot refute the numbers. This vehicle is quick. It's a great performer. It's exciting. And it has stimulated Toyota with their Supra to come out with a manual because Ooh. Nissan and their Z have come out with a manual. And so Toyota, it makes no financial sense, by the way, to come out with a manual because you can't sell enough to make, make any sense to engineer a manual. Mm-mm. They're coming out with a manual. But the truth of the matter is they don't sell enough of these cars. In fact, if you look at the sales decline, I think they're selling maybe a quarter of what they did 20 years ago. It makes no sense financially to come out with these vehicles. You know what doesn't lie, Nick? What? Numbers. Yeah, numbers do not lie. But, and they're making the best vehicles. It's the same with Acura sedans and Cadillac sedans. They're -hmm. making the best sedans they've ever made. But nobody cares about sedans anymore. They just care about SUVs. Ouch. But I feel that. Big trucks and big three-row SUVs like Wagoneer, Grand Wagoneer, Wagoneer L. That's what people care about. Mm -hmm. But... The best, some of the best sedans ever and the best sports cars ever are being built, but they're just not selling. They're just getting overlooked, right? Yeah, they're getting overlooked. And it's the same thing with performance vehicles. So um, you could probably get a good deal on one now. And, and interestingly enough, certain car companies like Kia mm-hmm. and Hyundai have navigated the chip crisis amazingly. They may happen to own a chip company, but that's beside the point. Yeah, details. <laughs> yeah, details. Um, but they've done really well. Uh, so Brian is, uh, has been in Sardinia. He's been driving the new DBX um, 707. We're going to hear from him. I was at Ford's new Lightning factory, and boy, do I have a story for you. There is a lot, Nick. There's a lot in this story. But let's just say the factory on opening day had a fire. What? A fire in the Ford factory on opening day and the lights went out in the electric Ford Lightning factory on the first day. All on the first day? On the first day. Like a hot fire? A fire. Flames fire. And the lights went out? And the lights went out. I'm going to have that story. And I want to hear your opinions because there were shenanigans. 
That's da- the whole sentence is dangerous. Yeah, there was shen- and there was guys with backpacks that I believe had rifles in them. I, I got stories. I believe you. I have stories. Um, uh, Andy, you've got some cars to talk about today. I have. I've been all up inside all sorts of cars, Nick. Four doors, two doors, three doors, an extra door, and I even got in one of the cars in the back door. Oh, you did? You know, when you're... When Is you, there video evidence of this? Yeah, there might. Could be, just because I was trying to demonstrate cargo room. Okay. And space. And you or, are the cargo. Yeah, or lack you, thereof. You are the cargo. Yeah, because I got to go places, Nick. All right. Uh, we got that coming up. Um, and uh, in depth on the Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe, uh, this is Jeep's first plug-in hybrid. I will tell you, electric vehicles are something that either you are interested in, well, we're all interested in them because we want to know, right. right? We're an information-based society. We want to know before we make up our opinions. We want to know about electrics. Whether you like them or not, that's, again, an opinion. But plug-in hybrids make a lot of sense. You can charge them from your home. You can get enough out for to get maybe 25 miles. You don't have to pay gas. Um, $6 a gallon in some places in the Oof. United States. Ugly. Um, but you can actually get around about only on electricity for the day. Mm-hmm. You still get the beauty of the gas engine. So we'll talk about the Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe. I uh, drove it. I want one. Um, we and I'm with Jim Morrison, who is the uh, the head of Jeep North America. Uh, I'm proud enough to call this man my one of my best friends. He seems like after a nice you, guy. by the way. Yeah, I was I was about to pull rank because yeah. I know I known you for a long time now. Yeah. Um, well, we're gonna have him on for two breaks. I also, um, if your you know if your uh, if your vehicle squeals by the way and it grinds when you slow down or just isn't stopping like it used to. You may need to uh, check out new brakes and rotors and pads, by the way. And now through the 24th, O'Reilly Auto Parts get 15% off a set of uh, brake, uh, brakes best select on the import brakes for your vehicle, the pads, and two rotors. Uh, you can restore safe braking and save money now at O'Reilly Auto Parts or order online at O'ReillyAuto.com. want to make sure that everybody stops safely because... Um, that's important. Go fast. I make sure you stop fast too. I didn't know you could get. You can buy like forever brakes. My sister was telling me you yeah. can get ones that last a lifetime. I don't believe that. How long? All. How long do you live? Like twelve months. For me, I got another <laughs> strong six months in me. Okay, good. Because I was gonna say, um, I'm super suspicious of uh, forever brakes. Yeah, me too. I don't. I don't believe that. Um, even if you have forever brakes, I'd make sure you check them. Just I would still know. take my car to O'Reilly no matter what. Yeah. And they'll, uh, you know, the guys behind the counter, it's mm-hmm. not embarrassing to have them come out and check. I can't change my own oil. You know that, right? No, no. You know how embarrassing that was when I went and got windshield wipers. Yeah. I, that was so bad, but they were at least just make fun of me when I leave, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's the, that's the part. Just when you leave? No, well, no, you don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we make fun of you all the time. Yeah. You preemptively make fun of me. I like all right. it. Um, we have some news stories coming up. I'm going to tell you about uh, the hottest selling vehicles in the U.S. Mm. That's vehicles that are selling the fastest and vehicles that are selling the slowest. So if you want a new vehicle and it's on the hottest selling list, you're going to pay the most for it probably. Ouch. Unless you know a guy. And I know a guy. I always tell you, reach out. Don't forget we're, uh, we're streaming live right now on our Facebook at our Auto Expert uh, Facebook, O. U-R-A-U-T-O-E-X-P-E-R-T, and also on the Twitters 
and on the LinkedIn's. Go check us out or on the website, ourautoexpert.com. We'll be right back. Our Auto Expert radio show. Catch up with previous episodes of the show. Our website is ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all the past shows, see previous episodes, and read insider car stories about your next ride. It's where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Uh, did you have a good week, car-related, Andy? You got to uh, you got to drive the new BMW M3, but you probably won't be M3 X3M. Competition. Competition. You probably won't be talking about that, though, Willie. Today, what are you talking about in your uh, in your news? So I got potentially. I got. A, I have a, a few in the clip. You know what I mean. Uh, but I got the big one. I got the Mazda, the 2022 Mazda 3 sedan turbo premium plus. Okay, and uh, and what potentially? What else do you have? Uh, the other one I have. Oh, where'd it go? Is the 2022 Nissan Frontier Pro four by crew cab automatic v6 because it's Wait. automatic because it's me that that's a lot of cars that's the whole lot of truck and sedan um you seem to have a lot of vehicles that you test drive there's just it's so it's hard being me sometimes nick so i need a i need a lot of cars to get me areas plus we're i'm to the point now where i gotta match my outfit to the car that's in the driveway oh don't even go there you know what i mean Really? Yeah, because like today, Nick and I are matching. If you're watching the stream at our yeah, that was an accident though. We we woke up and chose to be red. I look like the the Kool Aid guy. So and but it's gonna look cool in the competition when I drive it later because it's got I got red accents. So I'm definitely accessorizing to the car that I have. <sighs> if you uh, if you've been paying attention to the news recently, there are uh, ten of the fastest selling cars, new and used, on high demand with low inventory and high gas prices. Uh, the market, of course, has been extremely vicious with uh, people that are buying cars. And of course, that means the car market has been extremely tight and wild. But which car, truck, and minivan models are absolutely the hottest? ICCars.com uh, took a look at the fastest selling from the time which they are put on sale to which they are purchased. Now, of course, they have been gathering that list. And so the top selling out of those 10, starting with number 10, Subaru Crosstrek, 17.7 days on the lot, followed by the Toyota Tacoma. Another Subaru is in number eight with the Forester, just 17 days on the lot. Ford Maverick hybrid truck, uh, that one I'm surprised isn't higher on the list, but that is a really hot seller. Uh, Toyota RAV4, of course, um, the RAV4 is the head of the compact uh, SUV, CUV, um, whole that is probably next to full-size pickups is the segment which is the hottest. Camry, 15 days on the lot. Highlander, 13.6 days on the lot. Uh, Lexus RX, 13 days in number three. Number two, this is a bit of a surprise, Le uh, Genesis GV70, only 12.2 days on the lot. The number one seller, what do you think that is in the mm, US? Uh, the, uh, um, the Ford. No, the Ford just period. The, just Ford, period. <laughs> Uh, it's actually a surprise. It's only 7.6 days on the lot for Honda's CRV, which is the same segment as that RAV4, but I guess they're harder to come by because the new CRV is imminent at some point in the future. So it's obviously the old CRV that's selling, but 
It's um, I believe it's because they have two extra centimeters of cup space. <laughs> you don't, you're just making it up. You can get a large. Yeah, no, that's not true. You can get a large and they're better. What are the worst sellers? Mm, Fiat. Um, uh, I'm gonna say. Hold on, I'm gonna say Fiat, and I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say. Like a Maserati. Really? Are the worst ones. Nothing against Maserati. I like Maseratis. No, uh, they don't tell us. <laughs> they have to know. Uh, used cars, the uh, the hottest sellers um, is the Ford Mustang Marquee at 35 days. Okay. Chevy Volt is uh, number nine, 35 days as well. Um, then Tesla Model 3, Tesla Model S, Mazda 3 Sedan. Sedan. Uh, Toyota Pri uh, Prius Prime, 32 days. Model Y, Hyundai Ionic Hybrid, Honda Insight. God, they are not the Insight? Yeah. Looks like it was beat to death with the ugly stick. <laughs> and uh, and then number one, hottest selling used car is the Tesla Model X. Which Whoa. I actually like, but I never own a Tesla. Yeah, I like the Model X too, but no. Especially I, not a used one. No, because people, no, uh-uh. The hoity-toityness in there. I got people complaining on the live stream that you're not on camera. Move in. Oh, let me get closer to you. Yeah, you need to move in. Oh, that's. Um, we're that. live streaming, by the way, if you hadn't already got that, um, at our Auto Experts uh, Facebook page or on Twitter or on uh, LinkedIn. You can watch us and uh, suffer just like we have to, right, in live in the studio. Oh, man, if it's on LinkedIn, I'm going to add it right to my resume. <laughs> no, maybe not. <laughs> Do you ever want to work again? Uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Um, did you know that the uh, the electric Hummer, the uh, pickup, uh, being sold now for double the price that they uh, people bought them for? They bought them for about one hundred and ten thousand, but uh, they're selling for about two hundred and sixty thousand dollars. People are receiving them, so they bought them for one hundred and ten, and they're flipping them for about two hundred and sixty thousand. I want to act surprised, but no. that doesn't. I mean, that, if you guys haven't looked at it, like not to go off on a little soapboxy thing, but the the new Hummer is it's a majestic beast, like. If you can get your hands on one, yeah, I could definitely see people flipping that. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and people get upset when dealers start increasing the price of vehicles. And, you know, I, I have to defend dealers somewhat, too. Why would a dealer sell you a car at MSRP when you can walk out the door and flip it for double? Right. So Come on, guys. if he doesn't have an order for it already, why is he not yeah. making that money? It's his car. Yep. Why doesn't he sell it for what he wants? Mm -hmm. um, so... You know, dealers are out there selling vehicles, and then people are just buying them and selling them for double. Hey, that's the rude. Way. Yeah, isn't it rude? It's rude. Yeah, so he should be able to sell it for what he wants. I mean, in their defense, so why should they sell it at MSRP? Um, in Canada, they have rewritten the sales contracts on cars mm. that you have to own them for a year before you can sell. Before them. you can sell them? Yeah. What? Really? Because people were going and flipping them oh, for double the price. Come on. Yeah. Exactly. So, and if you don't want that sales contract, you have to uh, pay more. Oh, so oh, oh wait. So they're you're hitting you're hit with the financial penalty for trying to make money. Yeah, which is I think more fair. If you really need the car, you have to keep it for a year. If you are just trying to make money out of it, interesting. Yeah, that's much better. Okay, I'm just saying. Uh, we talked about him. He's coming up in a moment or so. Brian Armistead, he's just been to Sardinia to drive the new Aston Martin DBX 707. James Bond, would he drive an SUV? Uh, I want a short answer, yes. I think so. Yeah, why not? I mean, yes, as long as it had 
missiles and machine guns in the lights. There would have to be a give, though. Like, if you're going to have a bigger car, he's got to be able to do more damage, you know, like more stuff. <laughs> Like yeah. a, like a like an anti aircraft. It has to go missile. fast. The only thing with James Bond cars, it has to go fast. I mean, it doesn't have to be able to blow things up. I right. mean, kinda, but it just has to go fast. <laughs> okay. All right, Brian Armstead coming up, and then we're going to talk about Ashton Martin, Sardinia, Mush Money Penny. This is our Auto Expert Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. It's where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy, and uh, we are live streaming today on the interwebs. You can check us out on Facebook, Our Auto Expert page, along with uh, Instagram. No, what are, where else are we, Andy, today? We're on... The Twitters. Yeah, we're on... We're tweeting... And uh, which is at uh, Nick J. Miles, and as well as uh, LinkedIn. And uh, joining us, the world famous um, entrepreneur and world traveler, Brian Armistead, who just got back from uh, Sardinia. Um, how were things in Sardinia? I did notice that you walked into a building uh, which. The door frame. Yeah, it was Nick Miles. Yeah, it was a Nick Miles uh, door frame. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It was it was about what five foot five foot tall, and it was up to somewhere around your chest line, right? <laughs> Absolutely, man. That's life in Europe, Nick. How you doing today? How you automatic, Andy? Good, Brian. I was so happy when I saw you on the schedule today, man. That made me I lit Thank up you, a little brother. bit. We love talking to you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Love I love being on the show. So to answer your question, Nick, I mean Sardinia. Irrespective of the DBX, it's a place that must be on everyone's bucket list. It's an idyllic island. It's the second largest island in the Mediterranean, and 67% of it is hills. It's a very hilly terrain, beautiful. The roads are perfect, beautiful. And what better place than to, you know, test drive the so-called world's most powerful sport utility, the Aston Martin DBX 707. I'm glad Great it's very. Ride. I'm glad it's powerful, Brian, because I don't feel like I'd be walking up seventy percent of the hills there. So you've got at least something to take you up the hills. And you know, it didn't lose any. Uh, it's twin turbo, and you would think that with uh, the turbos depending on air intake, and some of the elevations being above five six thousand feet, you would think that the turbos would lose a little bit. But uh, you know, no such thing. I think the engineers at Aston Martin purposely chose those elevations to prove that the AMG, the Mercedes-AMG sourced engine and the uh, Aston Martin DBX was up to the task, and it certainly was. It's a terrific sport youth. Uh, the base model DBX has 542 horsepower. The DBX 707 has 707 PS, which is Fersestarke in German, or 697 uh, metric, uh, I mean, uh, you know, domestic horsepower, uh, which is what, of course, we're most used to. And it's 663 pounds for the torque. It's a real bomb burner, Nick and Andy. Amazing. And so you got to do a lot of road testing with this vehicle. Um, there was a previous generation out. This was a mid-cycle refresh or a new version of the vehicle? No, actually, that's what I was just talking about. The base DBX, is, it has the same 4-liter V8, but it only produces 542 horsepower. I mean, come on, only 542 horsepower? But with Lamborghini Euro sales outpacing the DBX by almost four to one. Aston Martin went back to the drawing board and they, you know, basically they told us they knew they had to bring it. I mean, Andy Palmer, Dr. Andy Palmer, 
he said that it's the most significant vehicle that Aston Martin has produced in years because, you know, Americans love sport utilities. And with Lamborghini kind of trampling the whole segment, including, you know, G-Wagon is still at the top of the segment. But when you talk about the ultra-luxury sport utility segment, then it's Lamborghini Euros, it's Bentley Bentayga, it's, uh, you know, the Cullinan is in a, in a league of its own. It's not really in the same category. And it's uh, the Aston Martin DBX. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's time and it's ready. It's now the most powerful sport youth, luxury sport youth, I might add, that you can buy because you have to consider that there are a couple of Jeeps, uh, the Jeep Trackhawk, tra- yeah, and uh, the Tesla uh, Model X, I believe, Plaid uh, has um, has the same, you know, has more than 700 horsepower. So it's the most powerful luxury sport utility. Dodge has a sport ute, Jeep has a sport ute, and Tesla has sport utes that produce more than 700 horsepower. But again, those are in the lower rungs of the sport ute ladder, uh, guys. So uh, most muscular, most powerful luxury sport utility. Proper British, uh, proper Brit speak, if I, if I do say so myself. <laughs> would would James Bond drive a SUV? That was a question we asked before you got on the air, but would James Bond drive an SUV? Absolutely. And this is a Bond-like SUV because when he's doing those donuts with the machine guns flaring, you, you know, you need, a, you need some flames coming out the rear. And you, 707 horsepower, you tune that sucker right, you can get a couple of backfires that produce some actual flames coming out the back of the car. It's definitely a Bond car. It's got that classic Bond DB5 bass mouth grill on the front. It's a beautiful sport new classic styling. Interior inside the interior dimensions are enormous. I'm 6'9, 275. I had about three inches of headroom between the top of, you know, between my head and the top of the uh, full glass panel, non movable uh, panoramic roof. And I was with uh, Eileen Falkenberg uh, Hull and my our elbows never touched because we were so far apart. It's a wide stance, wide track sport youth, which ended up causing us some trouble on some of the narrow streets. Sport the um, um, uh, navigation system uh, took us down a small, narrow street, and Eileen had to get out and kind of we literally had half an inch on each side of the vehicle for me to get by. And it took us almost thirty minutes to uh, to get down the street, so it was quite an ordeal. But uh, Aside from that, terrific experience in Sardinia. Interiors is as you would expect. They have a new program called Bespoke Q by Aston Martin. And basically, you can queue it up the way you want it. You can have red seats, pink seats, all kinds of interior fabrics and, uh, and metals or carbon fiber. If your wallet can stand it, then Aston Martin will bring it for you in the form of their new Q by Aston Martin Bespoke program. 236086 is the starting price for the DBX 707. $3,086 for, you know, the destination of delivery. Expect to spend close to $300 once you spec it out the way you want it. Yeah. But that's right in line with the Lamborghini Euros and the other, you know, the Bentley Bentega, which is not even close in terms of performance. It's at the top of the luxury game. So, you know, if you're not shelling out $300,000, you are probably upset about that because when you go on Ocean Drive, and you're, you know, you're in Monaco. You want people to know that you spent that much money for your sport right. utility, and and you know the BBX exudes that kind of potency and that kind of presence. It's really, it's a powerful looking SUV, and it delivers on all fronts. Do you have a list, Brian, of vehicles that you 
are comfortable in? Is there like the, is there the brand list of things that you would buy? Well, they're most, yeah, they're mostly the larger vehicles, as you might expect. But Volkswagen, surprisingly, has always built cars for Brian Armstead. Germans are typically tall people. I mean, from the Golf to the Jetta to the Passat, you know, and, of course, the, uh, the Tiguan and the, um, and the Atlas. VW is the brand that, across the board, I have the most room in all of their vehicles. So I would say Mercedes-Benz is a close second. Uh, and then after that, it kind of varies by model. It right. really does. Um, uh, you know, Corvette, out of the question. Uh, Nissan invited me to drive the new Z, out of the question. Not going to waste my time going out there when I know I can't fit in the car. Right. So it's a real crapshoot. Some of the larger sport eats from uh, General Motors and Chevrolet, I'm not as comfortable in them as I am on some of the larger products from Ford. Right. It just varies by manufacturers, Yeah. Interestingly enough, um, does it sort of vary by nation that cars are from? Because I know that, um, you know, several people, I mean, Andy's a big guy here, and Andy doesn't fit well in Japanese cars, but he fits pretty well in German cars. It's just an interesting sort of mantra that people just don't sort of fit well, depending on their different sizes, into certain vehicles. Well, I think you know I used to own a Range Rover L322. Right. A great run inside. It was just a nightmare every time. Every week something new uh, was going on. So I traded it in for a Lexus LX570. Well, actually, I sold it and bought a Lexus LX570. And the Lexus has less room, but it's a larger vehicle. Right. So, you know, go figure. The thing that's really but, um, helped helped me in life is adjustable pedals. When they came out with adjustable pedals, well, it made a big difference to my life because I can bring the pedals up and even big trucks now. No problem, you know. Well, Sometimes I wish I had steering wheel controls so I could really, like my left foot, it's not like in this um, Jeep Trailhawk that I'm in now. I can extend my left leg completely, but my right foot is always on a 45-degree angle Ouch. To, get on the, uh, to get on the accelerator because otherwise, if I try to hit it straight on, my knee is interfered with by the steering wheel in every single car, and that includes the Volkswagens and the Mercedes-Benzes. Right. So the right foot is out of the question. A lot of times you have these hard center consoles, like in this Trailhawk, there's a hard piece of plastic on my knee, so after like an hour of driving, I'm, I have a sore leg. Right. But, uh, so, I mean, in real, in realistically, uh, guys, I mean, how can a car company make money building a car for somebody with my size? They can't. So I get it. I never ding them on that. I just There's just some cars I wish I could drive, like the Porsche Cayman, the new Corvette, the Z, that I'll never have an opportunity to drive. Because you know, I'm just I'm just in that percentile that it's just not profitable for manufacturers, and I understand that. I DBX figured it out, man. Right, I, you know, I got that baby with no trouble. I have a list. Um, when, I, when I do come to Maryland to take you to lunch, we'll just get a limo. It'll be much more comfortable for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be much easier. You know, We won't have to worry about what we're going to drive. Um, Brian, it, we'll get in the city. it's always amazing. It's my box, you know, sit in the back seat. Exactly. <laughs> you see, that's, my, that's both of our language. Um, it's all, exactly. It sounds like you had a wonderful time, and uh, Sardinia is still on my bucket list as well. Uh, well, several yes. places have had to come off my bucket list, like Russia and Egypt. Probably won't be going there ever. But uh, ultimately, no, no. Uh, Sardinia is still on my bucket list as well. It sounds like the vehicle is astro absolutely astronomical. Um, I got to, I guess, drive the plane one in England, uh, but now I have to drive the uh, the, uh, the new 7. The, what, what do we call it? 707, I guess? Is that what we call it? Seven, yes. Yeah, the yes, 707. 707 right. uh, I have to drive the new 707. Um, Brian, where can we read your stuff? 
Uh, you can read it at Pursuitus.com, on ForbesWheels.com. I, uh, thankfully, on your show, uh, you know, once, once, or so, once, twice a month or so, and yeah. uh, the, answer, the answer in San Diego, Dave Stahl, KCBQ. Excellent. DriveLatino.com and a host of other uh, freelance uh, programs. Just Google my name, and you'll come up with a lot of my stuff. Brian, you are a treasure, a national treasure. We'll be right back. Our Auto Expert, where 12,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast this week. Many more uh, streamers join the happy listeners by iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles, and this is Our Auto Expert radio show. Two million Americans get their news daily from Our Auto Expert. Automatic Andy is here, and he has his famous top five. Guys, I got, guess, guess what I got, Nick? What? I got stuff to talk about for the 2022 Mazda 3 sedan, specifically the Boom. Turbo Premium Plus. Uh, so, this car is, it's it's equivocal. Let me put it like this, Nick. If you like caviar, but only have a budget for tuna, this is what you this is what you get. This is exactly what you get. Yum. Uh, MSRP starts at 21000 Cheap elegance. Yes, please. Uh, the 2022 Mazda 3 delivers a premium package at a normal compact car price. It's offered both as a sedan and a hatchback and can be equipped with optional all-wheel drive, a punchy turbo engine, and enough upscale features to be taken seriously amongst the smaller Audis, BMW, and Benzes. A few different trims, the 2.0 sedan, 2.5 S sedan, select, preferred carbon edition, or excuse me, the preferred, and then the carbon edition, Premium, what we had, the 2.5 Turbo and the Turbo Premium Plus. So the Mazda 3 has been out for a little while. So what's new with it? Uh, it's the latest in the lineup to receive the blacked out Carbon Edition model. We have had that previously, but not this time. So we added that to the lineup. The Carbon Edition package is offered in the sedan and the hatchback. Uh, the entry level model, model martyrs, uh, excuse me, the entry level models, they're not as posh. Uh, but the 3 looks handsome, and its willingness to get you places and its cheeky engine will make everybody happy. Uh, in the engine, what makes you go fast is the Skyactiv G uh, 2.5 DOHC 16-valve four-cylinder engine. Uh, given a, a real modest sporty 186 horsepower, you get 227 uh, horsepower when you upgrade to the turbo. Mazda did a perfect job on mastering getting the most out of your money and not sacrificing the fun aspect of the drive. The upgraded 2.5 liter turbo inline four gives you the 227 horsepower, like I said, 310 pound feet of torque. Uh, and both those numbers are the highest that you'll find in the sedan segment, aside from the Civic Type R and the WRX. So it's one of the leading classes. FYI, it also uses, I didn't know this, the 0W2.0 oil nick. And the fuel efficiency will give you 28 in the city, 36 in the highway. Uh, the Mazda 3, it, I, during the research of it, it's on a lot of car pl peoples and places and ours uh, sites as the editor's choice, mainly because you get the, so much value and fun for the money. Um, it's going up against some pretty big names, though, the Honda Civic, the Toyota Corolla, and the VW Jetta, which uh, are all huge names. They offer a lot as well, but Mazda has a, a certain level of, of pinky-up sophistication and style that those they can't really compete with. Uh, the inside of the Mazda was so nice. It was like giving me a hug for miles. Mazda's very thoughtfully designed the Three's cabin with premium materials, tons of upgrades that will have you at your computer for hours. 
picking every little detail. That's one of the things I like to do is go on the manufacturer website and build my own because it's fun. Uh, but some of the ones I noticed that stood out that you got when you upgraded, you got the, the heads up display, the heated seats and the leather upholstery. These, of course, are options for the top of the trims. Uh, the storage aspect of the car was pretty good. Um, I was able to to comfortably put six carry-ons in there. Nick has so many carry-on bags that I just I've taken some of his to use as these experiments. So I was able to get six of Nick's bags in there, or sixteen bags full of magic cards. Which uh, you got to have the seat down for that. But that's that's a pretty good amount of room, especially in a, a sporty little sedan. Um, the fun part of the car, the entertainment, you get almost a nine-inch infotainment screen that it looks a lot bigger than eight inches, and the 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 functionality of it is really really smooth. You get available Android and Apple Art, excuse me, Apple CarPlay integrated, um, everything that you need. But the base model, you need a cord for the Android Auto. Wah, wah. You get a Bose 12-speaker premium audio system with audio pilot, which means it was much easier for me to have my concerts. I felt extremely safe in the Mazda 3 sedan. Uh, it had the Mazda radar cruise control, which sounds way more fancier than just normal cruise control. I uh, have blind spot monitoring, rear crosswalk, traffic alerts, dual front bags, and of course this new thing, at least new to me that I just love, the front seat mounted side impact airbags and side impact air curtains along with the world famous infamous knee airbags. That's huge for me. I can't believe that we finally have evolved enough that we get airbags for our knees. Um, that goes on the passenger and driver side, so RIP the knees for the people in the back. Uh, who cares about them anyway? Uh, we have a three-point safety belt system, which you know it's serious when there's like when they start using the words harness and safety belts and three points and like when the 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 uh, the belt has like markings or if it's red, you know it's serious. Uh, the latch rear child seat safety anchors and upper tethers, which means your kiddo is not going anywhere. This thing, I uh, it doesn't sound horribly unique, but it sounded really cool. The whiplash reducing headrests. Um, I feel like we just need those for life. I feel like we could just have those integrated and we would walk around with, with less headaches. Uh, they also have the standard lane departure warning system. Uh, and let me tell you, that definitely does warn you. I've been in traffic a few times and that was very handy. It screamed at me. I mean, I didn't give it anything to like, to really be mad at me about, but it did tell me that it was time for you to not do what you're doing. I uh, had traffic sign recognition, and that part for me is super nice. So at nighttime when you're pulling up on a, a traffic sign that's relevant, I mean, I guess they're all relevant, but um, it shows you on the little the the dash cluster thing, and it tells you, hey, there's a stop sign, or hey, there's a yield sign or something coming up. Uh, so all in all, this Mazda 3, Nick, has been one of my favorite sedans. Um, I believe towards the end of it, the OAER Auto Expert Seal of Approval I say yes. What you get for your money, the tech, the engine, and the overall fun of the car makes it easily a top contender in the affordable and luxury fun. So I feel like here at our auto expert, I'm going to go ahead and stamp it. Stamp of approval from Andy. I will tell you, too, that uh, you drive a vehicle in this class. I, oh, I do, huh? Yeah, the Hyundai Accent. Yeah, no, this blows the water out of that. Yeah. Um, the accent's cool, but not not as cool as the Mazda three. No, because they really did, man. Like they came, they came with it. Like with the the inside, they really, I feel like they gave us as much as they could without going past a certain like price point. Right. They really maxed it out for us. Do you feel like it was the Zoom Zoom car that you were expecting? 
it was it zoom zoomed and it also moves moved like i was able to go backwards with it and it was just so convenient everything it, like it just wasn't clunky everything was smooth you know what i mean like yeah. there wasn't a lot of buffering times like when i got in it didn't sound like everything was gonna break but you know it's under 30k <laughs> so it's great because your old car sounds like it's gonna break it does right. as soon as i get in everything starts to fall apart i don't know if that's just me or if it's the car i'm gonna say me um, I think Mazda makes a really, really reasonable car for the money. Yeah, it's um, solid, definitely. And the CX-50, which is their new SUV, um, you know, I, I've never considered Mazda for myself, but I put a lot of other people in them, mm-hmm. um, and I feel pretty a pretty good peace of mind when I do. Yeah. Um, and when you measure them on paper, too, the horsepower of the Mazdas are really good. Um, my parents uh, currently have a CX-5, and oh, yeah, when, you, right, when, when you put it... Um, one to the other when you measure them against the competition it looks really good the other thing i think is really important as well is they were complaining because they couldn't get their dogs into the back because it was too high Mm. um yeah well they were talking about labrador puppies now they got (laughs) now now mary can clearly jump over the car he's so big right yeah now he's big enough to jump over the car so um my mom's like yeah he jumps too high now they put fences in their yard yeah Yeah, he's over them already good luck they're gonna yeah they have to keep putting extensions on the fences (laughs) hey we put a fence in and now we have to put barbed wire no no but they put they're putting like they're putting metal pieces on top of the fences because he's clearing them into the vegetable garden already and eating the cabbages oh no (laughs) yeah well, and so now he can jump quite clearly into the back of the uh, CX-5 without any problem. Barboy is next. <laughs> Poor dog, no. <laughs> the little fat um, Pippin, the, the English lab, he can't quite jump as high as Mary Ken, who's <laughs> the American lab. But he's thick. Yeah, he is. He's, he's a meaty lab, uh, mm-hmm. ultimately. But, uh, yeah, the CX-5 is a pretty solid car. Yeah, I wasn't um, mad at this at all. Yeah, it's, I think it's a really good buy, and it's especially a good buy for a high school guy or gal. Or go. Oh yeah, you know, and the, it's kind of a place where the Jetta was when we were in high school. I see that. I see that. Yeah, and it has a little bit of the that gurgle too. Like you don't have a lot, but it gives you that. Gah, 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 when you it's get the on. zoom zoom car of today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, All right. Nick. Coming up, we're going to go Ford Lightning and the factory. We're going to talk to someone who is actually there, Jason Turnbull. He's going to tell us all about the brand new Ford Lightning that rolled off the factory floor last week. Well, that's all coming up at Our Auto Expert. OurAutoExpert.com. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast, this is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy. So this week was kind of a big deal when it comes to uh, electric vehicles. Ford opened the Rouge plant in um, Dearborn, Michigan, and that's where they're going to be making the F-150 Lightnings. Here's a bit of background. Two years ago, it was just a dirt lot. In two years, Ford built the factory and then on Tuesday started turning out the first customer Ford F-150 Lightnings. So those Lightnings were 200,000 in the orders. 200,000 Lightnings were ordered, and by mid-2023, those Lightnings will be 150,000 in the full production year is what they'll be able to get up to. But remember, when you start 
let's say you start a business, Andy. Okay. And you start baking bread. Oh. The first day, you'll probably output six loaves, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe ten, and you know, your first day of the business, the day you start it. Yeah. And you don't build up to 150,000 loaves in, you know, the first year. It no. takes a while. Yeah. So when that lightning factory is up and running at full Tenali, uh, it, it was revealed earlier this year. Now, the Tenali is uh, going to be a plug-in hybrid, and uh, it will be extra special. Um, don't believe that it will be anything like the Dodge Caliber or the Dart, because it won't. It's the, it's the Hornet. I can't wait to get stung by it. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, So there you go. Um, It will be coming out later this year. Uh, It'll be a small SUV that goes really fast and makes sounds like. I want to drive it with you, Nick. If you ever, uh, I wonder if anyone had a a Hornet. Isn't no? I never had one. Uh, Did your family ever have Hornets? My dad had a Champ. Don't exterminate the Hornet. Ooh, God, that'd be a great one for the competition. (laughs) Our vehicle will exterminate the Hornet. Hornet exterminator. Oh, I wonder if they'll have that. Have that would be a great ad. It, it? If it doesn't come with like a can of like cheeky like raid spray for yeah. a hornet, like they're missing. Even out raid on can't a... kill the hornet. Oh, oh, oh Nick! <gasps> Advertising campaign. Yeah. Just saying. I want ten percent. Tim. Oh, I'm gonna text him right now. That's a good one. Let me text. That him is right super now. good. There's got. They have to be able to make for the cheap. Like it doesn't necessarily have to work, but just like a, a cheeky promo item. Like Tim. A, like a little item to spray the hornet spray, or because that's usually oh. the 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 common the most common one for like bees and hornets. I think is like a, an aerial spray that you shoot out. Timothy Caniscus. Here we go. Yeah, I'm gonna do voice to text. Even raid can't kill the hornet. Five percent. I just want publishing. It, no, dude, you said five percent. It went on the text. Oh, I thought it was stop. Over. Voice to text. This is to Tim Caniscus. He's the head of Dodge. Um, even. Raid. I had to retype some of it. R-A-I-D. Is that how you spell it? Raid the... uh, R-A-I-D. Yeah, it's right. Even Raid can't kill the Hornet. Yeah, he's going to love that. That's the advertising campaign for the new Dodge Hornet. Oh, good. If I see that, though, I better get a free wheel. Just one. Um, I just sent it. Let's see if he responds before the end of the show. <laughs> uh, we got a winner there. That's uh, that's Tim Kaniskas, the head of Dodge. I just happen to have his phone number, so no I thought I'd send it. Um, uh, and then we'll send him the podcast, <laughs> the version of this radio show. Yeah, you know, it'll, it'll be a winner. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if that becomes. If you see that as being the next um, awesome. <laughs> Campaign for Dodge, you know you heard it first here on our Auto Expert. A BMW iX electric SUV, um, people think it looks really cool, but it also they think it looks really weird at the same time. Kind of like me. <laughs> think you look weird but cool? Yeah, cool but all, weird? all at the same time. Um, you know, it's $83,000, so you've got to look a little differently if you're going to spend that sort of money on an SUV. Yeah. We have the sedan version, the i4, oh. and BMW wanted you like that. Do you like it? Oh, you, oh, I love it. Did you like driving to go pick up my iPad today? I did. It was so nice, Nick. So uh, what do you think of the sounds? Because Hans Zimmer, the, uh, the guy that composes the music for all the movies, he did the i4 sounds, so when you drive it, it makes those sounds. It was perfectly placed. I mean, I could tell that there was even math involved because the, <laughs> the pitches and tones were super pitchy and tony. Yeah. And it just, it felt 
even even soft subtle tones were sharp and crisp you feel me yeah it was um, nice. it's fun you have to put it in sport mode to get super fun but it does feel like a spaceship doesn't it, it honestly it truly does feel and it sounds like it too it it makes me do bad driving make bad driving decisions you just want to get places a lot quicker yeah, you it just sounds you cool. get on it but uh, the suv version the ix and the ix m60 which is super cool um it's i kind of want one you drove one of them didn't you uh, i did in germany the ix m60 mm. uh the ix yeah i like the ix a lot but i'm not sure about which one i own either the I uh, I had my spouse drive the i4 last night when we went to get pick up dinner, mm -hmm. and it's cheaper than my uh, Marquee GT Performance Edition, yeah. less expensive. Yeah, and I didn't get much. I didn't get the buying signs that I was allowed to buy one. Uh you didn't. You, you, no, you I was looking it. for that. Like yeah. I was like said. I would rather have this and then like finally when we got to the restaurant to go get the food, mm -hmm. it was like, I, the, the marquee has got more room in it. I'm like, shut up. That's why I didn't want to hear. Stop. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I like the marquee because it's an SUV. Yeah. It, it's called an SUV. I'm not sure I'd really call it an SUV. It's like a big sedan. Yeah. It's a little Bubbly sedan, yeah, it's a, call it's it a bubbly obese, sedan. Obese Whereas the uh, the iX is clearly a SUV. You know, I mean, here's it's yeah, clearly that's an SUV. very much an SUV. Oh gosh, that's beautiful. It's like an X5 size. Yeah. The thing is with BMWs SUVs, they call them sports activity vehicle, but they're not. I mean, you you never take them off road. Now, BMW SUVs would never go off road. No, I mean, I'd I mean, use uh, those for activities, sure. Oh yeah. my gosh, look at that. Yeah, it's. I mean, I like them a lot. You guys gotta, we gotta put pictures of this up at our auto expert. Yeah, we know we're getting one. Oh, you, oh, to yeah. To test drive. Yeah. Oh, okay, nice. We got a lot of really good cars coming, by the way, to the test drive fleet. I call dibs. This has, if you smile inside this, it takes a selfie. Don't even. And tell it will me that. post it to Instagram. So I can, hold on, stop. <laughs> I could, that means you're telling me that I can have a concert. And I can take selfies and post them to my socials while I'm having a concert. By the way, our studio is pretty soundproofed, mm -hmm. apart from one thing. Huh. When you pull in next to the studio <laughs> and you're having a concert in a car, <laughs> it bleeds through the studio walls. I like I singing. can hear you from the parking lot. Yeah. As I get in there and get it, that's the one thing that I like viciously test the cars in. You know, when you get to 25, uh -huh. you're going to need hearing aids. I might could need them now. I might could. Yeah. I'm reading and, your lips very heavily. And an English and an English refresher course. You, I might could. You just might. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the two things you're going to need. I have to have a concert, man. You do. Music choices are questionable. I just, I like to sing Health it. choices are questionable. <laughs> There's a lot of things questionable. <laughs> yeah. But I have fun and I like, I right. like, I like singing, man. I like find more fun at, find more fun at ourautoexpert.com. We'll be back next week. Then you can hedge your bets on, on the other things in this vehicle. So you have that family usability. You have this vehicle that can, um, you know, pretty much uh, do everything for the family. You've got 
capability of putting in the utility space, you've got uh, kids you can transport, you've got luggage you can transport, you've got um, all this space to be able to, to do stuff and to go anywhere with it. So it's a, a real SUV. It's not something that is small and compact. It's huge and you have that space. It is and you know we're actually really excited to have a two-row and a three-row Grand Cherokee. So for the first time ever with Grand Cherokee you can actually seat up to uh, um, seven or eight passengers which is which is great. Um, for the first time in a Grand Cherokee, but more specifically on this 4xe, which is a which is a two-row Grand Cherokee, um, it's a really safe environment. So, you know, you've got uh, more safety and security features, actually 110 of them, than anybody in its class. Um, and of course, it's got Jeep four-wheel drive, legendary capability, which means you have the safest four-wheel drive system for your family. And then the cool thing too is you add all of the uh, um, the technology that we do with the infotainment systems. You get everybody, you know, with something they can watch all the same show. You can watch Amazon Fire TV, you know, uh, live in the back seat. You can actually watch it in the front seat from the passenger side. The driver can't see the passenger screen because it's, uh, you know, it's blocked from them. But you can, you know, listen to different programs or all listen to the same program. Or you can play video games. You can do whatever you want. It's uh, it's great technology to keep everybody uh, happy on their uh, on their. Uh, commutes whether it's short or long and then the, the fourth part of that is the um, amount of tech and luxury so not only do you have this sort of amazing vehicle that's capable is room for the whole family is safe but then you have this sort of almost and I would liken it to a yacht or a, you know an English country club you know you have these high-end luxury seats you have this amazing leather and this amazing stitching you have this sort of beautiful headliners huge big panoramic style sunroofs I mean this is the sort of thing that you'd expect to see in a German luxury car yeah you know thanks for pointing that out in fact you know, the, the uh, team, the interior team has done a fantastic job. And, you know, going back to Grand Cherokee's, you know, uh, start in the 90s, it was always on the, the leading edge of, of luxury uh, and capability. And the summit that we're in uh, today is the peak, we call it the peak of, of capability and uh, um, and luxury. And you know, that's why the team has done everything they can to be giving us the best of materials whether it be real wood real leather this thing has got uh, stitching that matches uh, on the on the leather dash and doors in fact we got leather that goes all the way down the door and all the way down the center console to your feet it's amazing how much leather is in this thing um, and then the, the seats you know are soft and buttery make you feel like a million bucks but deliver it in such a nice way that is true to jeep and uh, environment and, and really, I think, you know, it's been called the best uh, interior in the marketplace today. And, and I think the team has truly delivered that with, uh, with this new Grand Cherokee. And you know your interior designer, Chris? Yes. You know, uh, we play Xbox together, right? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris's team has done an amazing job. In fact, you know, spoiled us a little bit with having the best interiors in the world. We've got it with Grand Cherokee and, and, uh, and obviously our new Grand Wagoneer. Uh, as well, the, I would say the the one-two punch on the best interiors in the marketplace today, um, regardless of class, you can happily, you know, roll up and and uh, you know put your mother-in-law in this new Grand Cherokee, and 
she knows that you've succeeded. You can also roll this Grand Cherokee up to uh, Hell's Gate in Moab, right. and it has respect, you know, and that's amazing that you can do both. Uh, but it's a combination of great capability with the best interior in the world. It's amazing. No other vehicle can offer both like this. This now is the, the most awarded uh, vehicle in its class. You, you've covered all four pillars. There is a theory that I have. Kilowatt battery is what, did you say 17 kilowatt hours? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's close to, to, to 20. If you take, mo most electric cars have somewhere around uh, 80 to 100 kilowatt hour battery for a, for a pure electric vehicle. Doesn't it make more sense to divide that out into four vehicles? So you have something like a 17, 20 watt kilowatt hour and, and put it in a vehicle like this where people would use the vehicle uh, about a 90% of that would be used every day versus just a pure electric vehicle where they only use it for about 20% because more people are getting use out of the vehicle like this and using the battery more and helping the environment more where you just have one single electric vehicle where they're only using 20% of the battery because I think ultimately you, you're saving more of the environment and you're doing better for the environment by using four different vehicles like this, like the, the Grand Cherokee 4xE, uh, than you are putting a 100 kilowatt battery in one single electric vehicle right now. And it's a better use of resources. And I have that theory that, you know, it's doing, it's doing more for 17 kilowatt hour batteries than it is using one 80 kilowatt hour battery um, in one vehicle. And I think ultimately, uh, when it comes to resources, this is a much better idea for, uh, for everybody to put their resources into four Grand Cherokees than it is to put into one electric vehicle. Well, you make a very valid point, and you add to that the volume. Wrangler last year was the, the best-selling plug-in hybrid. Right. So we're adding serious volume to that equation as well. Right. Um, and I like, you know, multiply it by four, divide by four, depending on how you do that math. That makes a lot of sense. The other thing I'd add to that equation for you is the fact that um, we've got the ability to put this vehicle into environments where you can actually, you know, After drive, mile, um, you know, 25 miles. We haven't passed a, uh, a plug-in charger for a long time. So this person in this environment can't be driving a full electric vehicle. Right. So this offers them something in this environment that is that they wouldn't be able to have at all. So they can plug it in and get the full 25 um, miles out of it, and then uh, and then carry on and do the rest of the miles in their daily uh, their daily drive. Yeah, but, I mean, people, I think 99.9% .9 of the time do the same thing every day. Yes. Um, so they're, they're going to be fine. Um, but for the one day that you do something different, uh, then you have the ability to use the, the gas tank. But the, you know, 99.9% of the day where you only use 10 miles and running the kids to school, hitting Starbucks, whatever you might do, it's great to just use the, uh, the onboard 17 kilowatt hours. Um, and then when you need to go, you know, up to Wisconsin to see grandma, you, then you've got the capability of the gas. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and then tr the trouble is that we're all programmed to, to, to think about what ifs in America and redundancy. But the truth is, well, you have both the options here. Um, and that's what I've always liked about Jeep is the what if is covered and the everyday is covered. And the 4 by e sort of, it's always like that. It's... Uh, it's almost like four by E is, by the way, you're covered. Yeah, customers like to have choice. 
we like to deliver that a Jeep and, and uh, this 4xE Grand Cherokee is a great example of that. In the chapter of, of Jeep, um, you know, what is next? It, you know, now is next really, isn't it? There isn't a next needed because uh, you're giving everybody what they need now and you've got the reliability, you've got the capability, you've got the luxury, and then you've got the choice. There's everything from the base level, which has screens even for the passenger, all the way up to, you know, the, the trail levels, which have uh, the capability. You've even put tow hooks on that vehicle and it's not because the vehicle needs tow hooks it's so you can be kind to the competition and tow them out yes you know with it with a four-wheel drive system that is absolutely unstoppable you know the only thing problem that you have with uh, with the grand cherokees if you get it stuck you need a helicopter to get it out um but those blue tow hooks are there you know to kindly help the uh, the friends along the way that you might have to pull out of a snowbank or a, on the on the trail uh, you know they're not smart enough to have a Jeep, um, but we really like the fact that they're blue. There's lots of you know subtle blue accents on the uh, on the vehicle. You can see in the badging, obviously the uh, the charge port door, you know it's got a little blue uh, E on it as well as the four by E badging, you know has uh, has blue on it, and and so does the the Summit badge on this one. But to have you know the blue tow hooks, it's uh, just a nice little signal signal to the world that uh, you're an electric Jeep and uh, you're proud of. It. I love it. Uh, Jim Morrison um, is the uh, the guy who is almost like the wizard behind the curtain from the Wizard of Oz. Um, but uh, he wouldn't be there if it wasn't for an amazing team of. Uh, you know, I like to call them munchkins, but that's probably uh, not fair to them because uh, they are all experts, specialists, and, and skilled craftspeople in engineering, in design, in technology, in public relations, and, and in controlling me themselves. Um, but they've done a great job, uh, Jim. Now, the only real big question is, have you cleared your shelves at, at Stellantis to make room for the next 70 years of awards or 80 years of awards or 81 years of awards? Well, the nice thing is the awards keep piling up and, you know, to be driving here in the most awarded SUV ever is pretty special. And to really, you know, pay tribute to the uh, men and women who spend all of their days listening to our customers and then most importantly to say thank you to our customers for being loyal to Jeep and to help drive us for to make better vehicles and you know this greatest uh, yet lineup of uh, Grand Cherokees uh, and arguably you know our best lineup ever with uh, an electrified Wrangler uh, and as well you know we've got uh, uh, the freshest lineup ever lots of reasons to uh, keep growing it's really the combination of great employees uh, and the great uh, you know, Jeep community that uh, really puts the Jeep brand in a special place because you know having a great customer base, a great uh, Jeep community that, that talks to our employees to keep delivering you know, the best ever is a really special brand. That's probably more than any uh, other uh, media outlet will ever get to uh, hear from, from Jim. We've got the, the, the deepest dive on the uh, Grand Cherokee 4xE and uh, you have experienced um, probably some of the deepest thoughts that uh, Jim has imparted. Uh, now take it away and uh, go test drive one because uh, it is definitely a vehicle. Even if it's not on your shopping list, just, just go test drive one. We'll be right back. The Jeep uh, Grand Cherokee 4xE is 
absolutely silent when it starts off and that's because it'll do 25 miles on electricity alone um, and that is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the story of this new vehicle you know it really is because you know it will get 56 uh, mpg e or mpg equivalent which means you combine the electric with the uh, with the two liter uh, turbo that's in it. This vehicle gets incredible fuel economy. It also gets almost 500 miles of range. And then it's really a smart technology that you can uh, use, let the Jeep do all the deci- deciding for you to you get the best fuel economy. Uh, or you can decide whether you want to run it in all electric or in, uh, in e-save mode to save the, the electric uh, power for later. And the, uh, the best thing about it is it's just a blast to drive to. There we go. We're going uphill and it's, uh, you know, 470 pound-feet of torque in this new Grand Cherokee. It's just a blast to drive. And, uh, of course, it surrounds uh, you in complete luxury at the same time. The 392, how much torque does that have? About 470. Yeah, you see, I noticed that they had a similar amount of, uh, of torque. A little bit of rivalry going yeah, on, yeah. you know, back home in the shop. You know, how much torque are you going to get out of that? And how much? So they both landed on 470, which is amazing to have that kind of torque out of, you know, the combination with this, you know, new hybrid with uh, gas and electric. We had dinner together last night, and you were talking a little bit about your, your son is now a powertrain engineer at uh, Stellantis. Did you twist him and make him a Jeep guy? No, <laughs> there wasn't much twisting involved. He, uh, we've been wheeling together for uh, forever. In fact, I would always bring new Jeeps and prototype-type Jeeps home, and he's always the one that's popping the hood, crawling underneath, and pointing out, hey, Dad, this is going to work, this isn't going to work. And, you know, as, as you're going through school and, and he's spending so much time, you know, learning his engineering uh, trade, you think, you know, wow, I didn't realize how, how helpful this would be. But, you know, it all comes from the passion of making a vehicle better, being outside and listening to customers and wheeling. You know, we love to go to Moab together and he's the first person, you know, talking to customers on the trail, but then crawling under their vehicles and listening uh, to what they've done to their vehicle and looking at what they've done to their Jeep. And then, of course, we're modifying Jeeps in our own driveway and he's quick to uh, understand how to make it a little more capable you know, a little quieter, a little better on fuel. And now, you know, how to, how to stretch of the electrification, you know, even farther. And it's, it's a lot of fun to have those conversations uh, at home in a, in a, you know, kind of a fun way uh, as uh, we've got an off-road park really in our backyard. So we can, we can always have a little bit of fun playing and mixing uh, uh, work and, uh, and wheeling together, which is kind of fun you ever come out and got in your car to drive to work and found out it handles a little differently because he's been playing with it when you weren't watching (laughs) he hasn't done that yet but uh he's always got lots of uh, good ideas uh so it's uh, it's a lot of fun um it must be nice to keep it all in the family i must say so you uh both with your love of uh, animals and your love of uh nice powerful uh, off-roading wheeling vehicles you seem to have a family that joins you in almost everything yeah it is it's a lot of fun to do that uh, stuff together and and uh, now to have our farm in michigan to be able to do all of that with it's uh, it's a lot of fun for sure so this vehicle um amazing fuel economy and also uh, amazing sort of categories if we look at a circle and we divide it into four you have uh, capability, and that comes with one single signature 
with which is those seven slats across the front. The the seven slotted grill is is really what signifies to the world that this is a Jeep. When they see a Jeep, they expect to have the best four wheel drive. Started it back in 1941 and continue to this day. And in fact, one of the things that we're most proud of here with the new Grand Cherokee is that it is the most capable Grand Cherokee yet. And specifically, the 4xe takes capability to the next level. Driving that 470 pound-feet of torque to the four-wheel drive uh, system, the quadra drive system, that is absolutely unbelievable. It actively transfers the torque around, so you have that much torque, and then you have the ability to put all that torque to one wheel if you want to. You can actually lift the, the Jeep up and actually put one wheel down, and it'll put 100% of the power to one wheel and it actively moves all the torque around so that it goes, the Jeep goes forward. And our customers appreciate that it is the best. They don't care how we do it. They just expect Jeep to have the best 4x4 system. And we're able to do that here with the uh, the new Grand Cherokee. And then we move to one of the other pieces of that circle, uh, the pieces of the pie. You have the, uh, the great capability, and then you have that great sort of environmental fuel economy. So you can run this on any one of those four uh, or any one of those three different power sources. You can run either on electricity, on gasoline, or a combination of the two. It is, and the 4xe is our electrified Grand Cherokee for the first time, and it really helps underwrite Jeep's step to becoming the uh, global leader in green SUVs. Our first step with our Wrangler 4xe, which is our uh, first electrified uh, Wrangler, is already the best-selling plug-in hybrid in America. So we're going to follow that up with now the uh, the Grand Cherokee. And you know, an important uh, step is we do a lot of electrification. You know, we're not just um, doing a little bit; we're doing a lot of volume with these things and providing our customers with a great um, uh, option to have a plug-in uh, hybrid uh, powertrain that can let them run on all electric if they want. Like you said, 25 miles of electric range means a lot of folks can, you know, plug it in at night, uh, wake up in the morning and uh, and drive to work and um, and drive home all in one charge. Or they can drive it to uh, work, plug it in at work and drive it home and, and sometimes never even need to uh, put fuel in their, uh, in their Grand Cherokee. Or if they're on a road trip, you know, and want to uh, go on a long trip for... Uh, um, you know, they can get almost 500 miles range because they can, they can run through the electric and then start driving the, uh, the two liter like we just have now. Uh, or they can press the e-save button on the Grand Cherokee and they can save all the electric to do uh, some off-roading or, or to uh, use the quiet uh, uh, later on, you know, if they want to as well. So there's a lot of flexibility in this new uh, 4xe Grand Cherokee. You sort of insulate yourself against high gas prices or high uh, electricity prices because you can decide how you operate the vehicle. And with most consumers uh, using commutes under 25 miles, you can charge it at work, charge it at home. You know, you have those options at the same time. Um, and then you want to go wheeling, you can actually enjoy the outdoors. Uh, you don't have to enjoy the sound of your engine. You can enjoy the sound of where you're, uh, you're off into the environment. It, we do have, we call it being naturally hedged against, you know, changing, you know, costs of fuel and electric because you can decide. That's the best thing about a, uh, a 4xe Grand Cherokee is you can decide kind of uh, fuel you want to use. You can use electric or you can use uh, uh, gasoline. You've been listening 
to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response. 